Do you guys know that song, 1985? Huh? She's still preoccupied with 19, 19, 1985. Lucy, Nirvana, even when Madonna. YouTube and Blondie and movies still on MTV. Da, 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 yeah, we, yeah, we know it. Jeez, yeah, so movies on MTV. I watched a TikTok this morning where they redid it for 2005. Oh. They were like, flossing in MySpace. Fortnite. No, oh, you're, I'm, you're too I'm modern. I'm 10 years late. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> 2005 and 2015 are like the same year, though. Are they? Oh, man. Once you're old, you're old. It's, it's a hell of a thing to be. Bardic Mystery Tour, Season 6. But don't worry, there's nothing that you missed. Season 5, you see, just doesn't exist. We're just trying to keep the numbers aligned, so we skipped right over Season 5. We're back to Dreamlancer and Netflix. So we're gonna have to call this Season 6. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm playing Kemen, the fear bulg. He's a big guy. He's a half giant. He's got blue, pale, dusty blue skin, and he's got flappy little ears, and he's got cut-off jean shorts and Birkenstocks. You know, he's kind of like a little hippie, and he's got a familiar crow. Uh, who's a raven who, you know, flies around with him. And he plays a bass in the band Dream Lancer. Hi, I'm Brayton, and I'm playing the bard Staff. Staff is a changeling, and he's a student of personalities. Right now, Staff is deep in study, gallivanting around the world as Dream Lancer's guitar player, the shifter named Scrapper. Nobody knows of Staff's secrets. Hey there, I'm Nora. I'm playing Soft Wind in the Trees, a.k.a. Windy Snowy Mountain. Windy is a tabaxi snow leopard, and she is really more interested in stories than she is in anything else. But she she is playing ukulele, and she's the lead singer for Dream Lancer. She's looking forward to her next memento that she can grab on the road. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour... The gang began a new tour after recording an album. They met a mysterious man on the road named Endelion, who explained that there has been a devil invasion. We join them as they continue on to Jinville, seeking an explanation of the blight affecting the countryside. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. How far till we get to this dumb town, you know? I want to get there and get over with. Uh, Murder this stupid devil. Probably not too far away. Is it getting like dirtier and grayer the closer we get? Or yeah. is it all about the same? No, it's slowly getting grayer. Also, you look over and in the dying grass or whatever, it's not grass, it's like wheat or whatever, you see a cow grazing. The flesh of the cow is all grayed and pocky. What, like those cracker sticks that are dipped in chocolate? No, like it has like pox, man. Oh, okay. Like Pockmark. Am I? Do I feel like oh, it's like, suffering? Like a pocked. Yeah, like an epoch. No. <laughs> What'd you ask, Emily? Do I feel like it's suffering? Uh, well, its eyes are bleeding and it has a few like open sores on its body. Okay, can... I'm gonna shoot it with my bow. If you were close enough, you could see that there are like 
live maggots living inside its yeah, flesh. Yeah, that's horrifying. Oh. I'm going to shoot it so it dies. I don't have a bow. What? How do I not have a bow? Those might be some of those medical maggots that eat out the uh, rotted flesh. I don't think that's how this is working. Yeah, maybe they're sterile maggots. Was there a way that I can kill it for sure? Like one hit, know that it'll be dead in one hit so that I don't have to put it in more pain? Not for sure. Not from this distance. Do I have any spells, do you think, that or like... If I hit it with my axe real hard, like right in the forehead. Well, you gave your axe to Dornick. I can ask for it back. I don't think that he wants to. You have to make an attack anyway. roll and then roll a damage roll and then see okay. how much hit points it has. All right. Well, I'm, how far away is this cow? Let's say it's 65 feet from you. All right. I'm like, hey, Dornick, can I have my axe, please? Oh, yeah, sure. He hands you your axe back. I take He's it. He's like, I was going to defend the cart, though. I just want you to know I, that. I know. I know. You're cool. You're cool. Very capable human being. I go, I like go to the cow to try and calmly approach it. And I try to use my speech of beast and leaf, which is a fear bulg ability to ask him if he's in pain or her. I don't know. To ask the cow if it's in pain. Hey, buddy, you in pain? As you approach the cow, it lifts its head at you, but... It appears as though its head has been cleaved down the center from top to bottom, and only half of its head turns to look at you, and its other half of its head continues to graze. What the fuck? What are we on, an episode of Dark Dice? Yes. It makes some awful noise. It sounds like gargling blood when it tries to moo at you. Do cows moo at, like... That's one of the only things they do. Can you please make this noise for us? Yeah, and she goes like... And then the half that's still grazing, the brains slop out of it onto the ground with this like noise. Is it dead then? It's still standing there. Hey, Kevin, hurry up. All right. I attack it to try and put it out of its misery. Okay. Roll initiative. You don't just get to attack this for, for real. Yeah, for real. Roll initiative. Do we all have to roll initiative? Sure. Everyone roll initiative. Eight. Ten. Thirteen. All right, the cow charges at Kemen while it makes some weird snorting noise like this. It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't matter. It's charging you. It's a zombie cow. Come Jeez on. Louise. I don't know. Does an eight hit your armor class? No. All I right. didn't look, but the answer is no. It just runs at you. Okay. Then do I get to hit it or do we have to go in order? Yeah, Steph, do you want to do anything on your turn? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a dash action and move over there. Right beside Kemen. Okay. And I'll say, Kemen, this doesn't look good. That's my turn. You're so helpful. To my turn? my turn? It was second. Okay, I'm going to try and hit it with my hand axe right between the eyeballs so it dies instantly, even though it has no brain. Right between the eyeballs is a spot where there's no cow. Okay. I don't know. I try to kill it. I want it to not be alive and in pain. I also like the idea that you're using this tiny little hatchet. Yeah. This is my hand axe. I'm going to get him. Here it comes. Ooh, a natural 20. Does a 25 hit? Yes. Okay. But beyond that, the natural 20 would have hit regardless. Oh, really? Yeah, natural 20 always hits. Oh, okay. I I didn't know that. Sometimes it is colloquially referred to as a critical hit. Well, my critical hit does 11 damage. All right. Your axe lands in the cow. Black blood begins spewing out of the gash you put in it. But it still stands. I try to tip it over. It's still alive? It's alive. I should have just done that. A natural 20 on cow tipping on a zombie cow. 
Should have done it. I'm re- I regret my decision. Windy. Uh, how far away am I on the road? Uh, now you're like 35 feet away. Okay, I want to shoot it with my crossbow. Uh, 21 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. I got uh, eight damage. All right. Your bolt sinks deep in the cow's flesh with a deep slurping noise. Does it look dead? Er, more dead? No, but the cow's joints all begin to buckle in weird angles and it stands up on its hind legs. Oh, no. Like it's a boxer of some sort and it tries to hit Kevin in the face with its hooves. Does a nine hit you? No. All right, turns out dead cows are bad at fighting. Staff. It's time to send this thing back to hell. I pull out my, well, I don't, I think I already had my rapier out. Okay. But if I didn't say that before, then I get it out now. Okay. And I stab it. Critical miss. Staff drops his rapier on the ground. Rapier plus one. Oh, that's important. Wait, did you drop the plus one also or just the rapier? It's all one item. Like you can't, oh, you know okay. what I mean? Okay. All right, I sheath my hand axe and whip out my shepherd's crook and try to beat the heck out of this dumb cow. Okay. Does a 16 hit the dead cow? Yep. How many hit points does a dead cow have? Five. Fewer than it used to have. All right, you smack the cow in its neck with your crook and its body falls on the ground. Makes a loud meat flopping noise. It's real gross. Maggots burst out of it in strange directions. Is it like weird fireworks? Boo! Yeah. It's super gross. Then the stomach of the cow begins to bulge and bubble. I run. Yeah, I'm not listening to this part. I'm just going to wait until Ed's done talking. I grab my rapier. Is it? It's not covered by all the gross stuff, is it? You manage to not get your rapier covered by dead cow guts. The belly of the cow boils around and then it bursts open a small like two and a half foot tall humanoid completely red skinned naked winged super skinny barely flesh on the bones looking monster with a long nose jumps out and makes this weird like and like runs on its all fours for like six feet and then it turns invisible can, can i um make an attack of opportunity as it leaves or i not have my sword yet you didn't have your sword yet. But I had my crook. Sure, make an, make an opportunity attack. Do it. 20. That's a hit. 10 damage. Uh, not that it matters, but um, your crook is non-magical, right? Uh, no, it is not magical. Not that it matters. Definitely doesn't matter, but uh, you smash it with your crook. And then it turns invisible and runs away? It seems like the amount of blunt force you put into its head with your crook should have hurt it more than it did. It seemed less phased by it than you would want it to be. Okay. It finishes running and turns invisible. I guess I just... Since I can't see it, I start to walk back to the cart. Okay. Uh, Are we out of combat then? Yeah, unless you're trying to find this thing. No, I just want to, as I pick up my sword, I say, yeah, you better run, you lily-livered coward. Yeah. I go back to the cart. Hey, do I know who has that flaming short sword that we got off of Johnny Necrotic? I didn't write anything down. Does nobody have it? I feel like you would have taken it then, because I didn't Me? take it. No, Brayton. I mean, I didn't write it down, but I'll write it down now. We go back to the cart, Kevin and I, as best friends do. Yeah. I give a fist bump. Ow. 
Endalon says, Ah, see, this is what I'm talking about. There are imps everywhere. They're always listening. Are they always listening inside of dead cows? No, imps are so weird, man. Yeah, that was pretty gross. Where do imps fall on the Venn diagram in comparison to devils and demons? Oh, imps are a kind of devil. Oh, okay. They're like the lowest devil. The most evil, the lowest pit of hell. Uh, they're all over the all the hells, but they're basically like the gophers of the devils. They just do work. Gophers like spying. go fetch things, not gophers like eating grass. Yeah. And getting hit by cars and deciding when the f- what the future of the weather is. I'm confident that if there were cars in a world with imps, imps would get hit by cars all the time. They would just constantly be in like super inconvenient places. Especially if they were flying cars. But do they like eat grass and like hang out and do gopher things? No, they like eat like humans. Do they like run errands? Yeah. They're like intelligent-ish. Yeah, yeah. They're like uh, at least human intelligence. Can they speak? Yeah, yeah. They can speak. Okay. Good thing none of us are human, right? Yeah. Humans are the worst. Okay, humanoids, huh? All right, should we uh, keep heading into the town? Yeah, I guess I won't try and kill any more dead animals to stop them from suffering. Jeez. I mean, I think that they're not suffering anymore. I think that they're already dead. Yeah, you're probably right. We vanquished that imp pretty good. Uh, did And Delion says, if you think that imp's dead, you're confused. But definitely the town knows we're coming now. Oh, sorry. Dang. It was going to know either way. The cow was probably just a disguise for the spies. The scouts that were keeping an eye on the road. Yeah. And like that one was in a cow, so we saw it. But who knows how many other ones that we passed that were invisible. They're probably everywhere. Yeah, it's true. How do you fight an invisible enemy? Luck. I think you have to throw paint on them. Grenades. Have you ever heard of a spell called glitter dust? No. Okay. All right, let's keep going down the road. Do we see any more dead, creepy animals? No, not yet. But you come to a field that looks a little bit less dead than some of the other fields. Like it's trying to get a grip back on like non-decaying. Hey. Shows a little promise. This field looks pretty good. Yeah, why don't you marry it? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to channel my inner Braden energy. And Delion says, this is interesting. Usually it would just continually get worse as we got closer to the center of the territory. I would like to take a close look at this field and see if I see anything unusual. All right, roll a perception check or an investigation check, I guess. I want to help out by also looking and pointing at things. So roll with advantage. That was good. Um, I got a 19. So clearly there were crops here that are dying, and what's coming back is not the crops, but like wild grasses and wildflowers and stuff. They probably just like cross-pollinated from like somewhere else. As you're looking around trying to figure out what's going on in this field, you hear this noise above you, and you look up, and there's this winged creature flying over that's probably at least man-sized. It's probably about... 60 feet in the air, so it's a little difficult to distinguish its features. But it looks like it's got, like, legs and arms and a head and, like, bat wings, kind of. It's Johnny Necrotic. It seems to be carrying this lumpy, flesh-like monster that's just spewing out all this green, toxic ooze. 
It just looks like fluorescent snot firing all over the field. Um, because it's high enough, it comes down just kind of like it's like uh, misting outside when it's raining. On top of us? Yeah, on top of yous. Ugh. You look down at the ground where all those new plants were growing and they are almost immediately beginning to wither and die. Everyone roll a constitution save. We got an eight. Three. Six. Wow. I did not think I was going to be the best of the bunch on that one. I did roll a one, if that matters. Uh, everyone takes five poison damage. And everyone feels a little more tired than they did before. Oh, I should roll for a... Uh... Um, fun fact. Everyone else in the party that's not a player character passed their save. Nice. Yeah, well, we were in the thick of it, you know? Because we are up there looking. And investigating. And perceiving. shoulder. Yeah. Well, the winged thing makes some noise that's like, sounds like a screeching pterodon, which we are all familiar with the sound of because we were alive when the pterodons were not extinct. And we're not relying on Saturday morning cartoons to assume what they sound like. I think on the count of three, we all make our best pterodon sound. One, two, three. <laughs> It's me, a pterodon. All right, now Brayden wins. It flies over going, it's me, a pterodon. But joke's on you, it's not even a pterodon. That's a bold-faced lie. Devils always be lying. Devils be lying. I would like to not stay in this green ooze area. Well, it's not like the ground's only covered in green ooze because like it was real thin mist at the point when it got to the, where you were. I just, don't, I just don't want to get rained on again. Well, it flies past you and um, you guys just ignoring it. I guess yeah. so. I want to sure. shake my fist at it. Seems like, all right. It just flies past you and continues spraying some more fields. Gross. Flies off into the distance. Hey, guys, I have a sneaking suspicion that this is what's killing all the crops. Seems like you might be right. Yeah, man. Gross. But why do they want to kill all the crops? That's the real question. Maybe they don't have a reason. Well, think about it. They don't have taste buds that can taste them. Or maybe their stomachs can't digest our food, and so they're trying to kill the crops so that we have to plant new crops that they can eat. Maybe wheat is poisonous to devils. Yeah. And Delion says, that was a spine devil. What's that? What does that mean? That's just the name of the type of devil. Do you have some kind of compendium that we could reference? Do you carry it with you on the road? Yeah, like a field guide? Dictionary for devils? Yeah, sure. He pulls out a small pamphlet and he hands it to you. Are there any devils that play the fiddle? Probably. The thing is, every devil's its own individual and they all have their own likes and dislikes. So playing the fiddle isn't something that would be like a racial characteristic. You can think of the different species of devils kind of like the humanoid races, right? Like you can't say like, oh, elves like to play the fiddle or dwarves like to play the fiddle. But you can say like that elf likes to play the fiddle, right? I mean, you could say that all elves like to play the fiddle. You would just be wrong. Yeah, I personally know an elf that doesn't like to play the fiddle. I hate to split hairs, but I feel like the statement, all elves like to blah, blah, versus elves like to blah, blah, are different. I think it's sometimes fair to say, you know, so-and-so likes to play the fiddle. Like, uh, you know, elves like to play the fiddle. Yeah, fox persons like to play the fiddle. Yeah, we met one, and he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> hmm. 
it's very important to the plot. Do you understand that that fox person that you met did not play the fiddle? Also, I thought he played the fiddle. What's he play? Scrapper just said that she met a fox person that plays the fiddle. Who did, who did you meet? Yeah, well, you met a fox person. His name was Roland. Roland? That wasn't. Yeah. I don't think that that was the one I met. Oh, what was that one's name? Moland. I would like to roll insight. Sounds like they might have been related to each other. Maybe it's like a family thing, you know? I got a seven. There can't be that many fox people out there. I got a 22 on my deception with no disadvantage. All right. Kevin believes that Scrapper met a fox person named Moland. He's so dumb. Uh, It's almost like he stacked his stats so that he's really good at lying. What? Would someone do that? All right, onward, team, to the town. Yeah, like, where? how to far away is this rock town? And roll. We We've be been walking close. for a while now. You think there, there's a music store in this town? I don't think it's open. <laughs> hey, Wendy, what's that pamphlet say about the spine devil? Mm, I open the pamphlet and I take a look inside. All right. How many devils is it, does it have listed? Should I roll for it? No, it has um, nine, I think. Are there illustrations? Yeah, but they suck. You ever see those old Kung Fu guides? I don't think I have, but I feel like I know what you mean, with, even though I haven't seen them. All right, maybe there's 11 in there. Let's call it, let's call it 10. I'm going to call it 10. One of them's the spine devil. Yep. It says spine devils can fly with wings. Yeah, it doesn't say very much. It just says that they can fly and that they have wings. It doesn't say anything about okay. the spine part, which doesn't really make very much sense. You would think like maybe the they're You would think they would call it like a, a flying devil. It says the other name for a spine devil is a spinagon. They're also called spinagons, I guess. Right on, man. It says they're a relatively weak devil, but uh, they can fire spines off their body at you. Ooh. Good to know. I'm glad that the, the descriptive name now makes more sense. The pictures all look like they're drawn by like a first year art student handed like poor descriptions of monsters. They like don't actually look like they make any sense. Nice. All right, we keep going. I ask Indelian if he's the author of the pamphlet too. I just want to know if he's the one that did the drawing. No, 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 no. Those have been the same pamphlets for the last like eight years. Oh, okay. You guys should maybe redo them. They could use some. Yeah, they're they're dying for an update, man. But artists these days, you know. We continue walking towards the town. All right. I pick up our pace a little bit. Wow, not everyone's got long legs like you, buddy. We all have the same max speed of walking. No, we do not. What's yours? Some of us took the mobile feet and have 40. Okay, well, maybe you can definitely keep up. Hey, groupies, it's your favorite DM, Ed. I just want to say thanks for listening. I hope you guys are enjoying the beginning of season six. We skipped over season five so that Podbean made sense. When you listen to it, because um, it has to categorize episodes in the seasons. So that's why we're season six now, in case no one explained it to you before. But also, don't forget to go check out our website, bardicmysterytour.com. That's where you can find links to all of our social media presences. And you can also get a link to our Patreon if you want to support us and get postcards in the mail. Or listen to some sweet interviews. All right. Let's get back to the action. Dreamlancer arrives at Jinville. Jinville is a really small town. Um, it's just like basically a central hub where farmers can meet and have a little market 
and trade goods. It doesn't look like there's any room for like a large industry of any kind. It just seems like possibly the center of the government for like the locality. Does it look like they have like a stage where they might do like farm auctions that we could use to play a show? Yeah, probably. There's a pretty large open area where they do like a, uh, you know, farmer's market kind of area. And hangings. You assume. And yeah, and put people in the stocks. Hangings. Beheadings. Yeah, Yeah, whatever you got to do. The gallows basket. Official proclamations from the king or queen. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be an enormous like business district or anything. There's like a lot of houses. Almost no buildings are more than one story. In the center of town, you can see from outside of town because the town is that small. There's like a larger mansion-ish kind of looking building that has like one tall spire on it with like a big bell in it. You don't know this from looking at it, but I'm telling you, so I don't have to tell you later, that this is like the government building, basically. It's a very multi-purpose. They do weddings there. Is there a gazebo? No, there's no gazebo that you can see in this town. Do they issue licenses there? They certainly would issue all of the drinking licenses that were issued from there. Are there people around? Yes. The most notable feature about this town is that it's overcrowded for the number of dwellings that are in it, and there are people everywhere, but none of them seem to be doing anything. There are only two activities that seem to be taking place, milling around aimlessly and looking bored and standing in some line. You see like this, like a few long lines of people, and everyone looks like downtrodden and defeated. They all, for some reason, have raggedy clothes on. They all just like shuffle their feet when they walk. I want to find the nearest line and I want to find the end of it. And I want to ask the person that's standing in line what they're standing in line for. Okay, you go to a line. Also, the population is primarily humans, like at least 95% human. So unless I mention it, these people are human. So you find a line and you get behind this guy. I don't know, you don't get behind. You find this, this guy. So what do you say to him? I'm going to try and play it real cool and be like, hey, man, sucks standing in this line, doesn't it? He doesn't even look at you and he's like, yep, every day. They told me that I had to come stand here, but I don't even know what happens when we get to the front. Do you know what we get when we finally get to the front of the line? What? This is the daily food ration line. Oh, yeah. Nobody told me what I would get whenever I stood here. They just told me I had to come stand here. Where have you been for like five weeks? I was in a coma. I don't even know what a coma is. It's when you are really asleep and like nobody can wake you except with the kiss of true love. Oh, the feign death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what kind of food do we get whenever we get to the front of the line? Uh, Depends on the day, I guess. Yesterday we got cornmeal. That was cool. You seem like you're a little down in the dumps. There's something going on? Nothing more than just regular life sucks, man. Okay. Also, I don't know if I've seen you before. Are you from around here? I told you I was in a coma in like the middle of nowhere. I just woke up because somebody came and kissed me. In the middle of nowhere? Yeah. And then I'm like, I actually think I don't want to stand in this line. I'm going to go. I'll come back later. I'm not that hungry right now. Yeah, no one wants to stand in this line. 
And then I leave and go back to my friends. He just continues to stare at his feet, sadly. I go tell them what I found out. I wonder where they got all the cornmeal from. You Maybe know? from the farms? Like, we didn't, did we see any corn crops on the way in? I thought we just saw, like, dead wheat fields. All the fields were pretty dead and kind of nondescript. There were a bunch of different kinds of crops that were around, though. Unless you want to roll some sort of nature check to see if you know what kind of crops they were. They were just, like, random crops. Let me see how good I am at nature. I'm not very good at it. They just look like farms to you. Yeah, like the big guys from the middle of nowhere, so maybe he knows. Do what Mita think, too, about it? I got a nine, so... They look like farms. He's from the woods. Dines enough to know they're farms for food, though. Food farms. There you go. I want to approach a milling around person. Okay. You find someone kicking a rock. I just walk up and I kick the rock back at them a little bit. They just stop and they look at you. They wait like eight seconds. Then they just kick the rock back at you. All right, I kick it back to them. I'm building trust. All right. They kick it back at you, but only like 75% of the way to you. Oh, yeah. Good call. I kick it back to them, but only 75% of the way to them. Uh, They just, like, turn around and start looking for another rock. I say, hey, friend. Um, No need to leave. He's like, oh, uh, talking. It sure seems like a lot of the people around here are down in the dumps. Oh, yeah. That's just because life sucks. Don't I know it. Hey, what's got you down so bad? For me, it's that I haven't been able to play any live music in a while. Just nothing live. Live music. Do people still play live music? I remember. I remember live music. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of people play live music. Oh, that must be tiring. Well, yeah, it's a little bit of a workout, but you know, it's always worth it. You know what I mean? I guess. So what's good? Why is everybody uh, waiting in that line over there? The food line. So they can get food. Yeah, but where's the food come from? They give it to us. But they're, all the fields are blighted. That's why we need the food lines. Now it's all starting to make sense, and that's why you haven't any, had any rock and roll shows. There's just too many people here. There's nothing to do. Well, it doesn't even seem like you'd want to do something if you could do something. What could I do? We could kick that rock back. I've kicked every rock in this town, buddy. Well, who do you think's in charge of this place? Maybe we could find a big project. We could all make a big, like a mural or a choreographed dance video to put on the internet. Yeah, like one of those uh, flash mobs. You don't think they'll kill you for that? I don't know. I just probably kill you for that. Who's going around killing people? I saw a mean guy trying to start trouble. No, I don't want you to get me killed, buddy. I don't want you to get me killed. Who's in charge? I saw a guy with wings flying around taking a whiz on the fields earlier. Wings? No, Ganthar doesn't have wings. So what's he got? Just like six arms? Barbs. Two arms. What? What's he doing? Is he like the mayor? Mayor? He's the lord. The lord? Does he live in that manor over there? Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe I might have to go talk to him about... Set up a rock and roll show. Good luck. You think I can just set one up and I don't have to get a permit? No. All right. Well, uh, thanks for all your information. What's, what would you say your name was, friend? My name is... Uh, my name is Healy. 
Healy. Like the shoes? No, it did wasn't always Healy. All right. Well, thanks, Healy. And we'll see you later at the rock and roll show. Okay. Starts kicking the rock again. And then I go back to the crew. I tell them about my new information. See, doesn't everybody in this town seem kind of like downhearted to you? Like they just seem like they don't have any energy or purpose. They seem very lethargic, which is maybe just how it is, you know, when you live out in the country. I I think maybe we need to play like a rock show and get them pumping, you know? Well, this guy Healy seems to think that if we try to play a rock show without a permit, it'll be problematic for us. What kind of problems? Like a fine? Like thrown in jail? I'll be honest with you. He doesn't seem like he has the energy to explain anything like that to us. Do you think we should like just try and like do a little busking in the streets and see what happens? Or do you think that we should like go through official channels? I think we should just start busking because why, why would we? Do you? I mean, we have a captive audience because they're standing in line, right? They can't leave. Yeah. yeah, I don't but think the they're going to give is, us money. But maybe that, that's yeah, that's what my question them. was. Do they have any money with them? I don't know. It might bring them some joy or something. Maybe bring that's some true. color back to the world. All right, let's go set up. Yeah, let's go sing them like a little rainbow song or something. You know, something cheerful. Something psychedelic, you mean? Sure. Yeah. All right, we set up by the food line. We bust out something psychedelic, baby. But that sounds really cheerful to try and raise everyone's spirits. Wait, is it psychedelic or cheerful? Those are like opposites. Uh, maybe you think that. Listen, sometimes you gotta start where people are. And bring them out. And raise them up. So it can start out psychedelic and it can end cheerful. All right, roll a performance check. 17. Eight. Oh, Scrapper, you're really rusty. 15. All right, so you start playing your song. in the food line goes like, woo! And then, a barbed devil swoops out of the sky and grabs him by the shoulders with its talons and lifts him up into the air. And two more barbed devils land right in front of you and they hiss at you. <laughs> Roll initiative! I just have a point of clarity. Do you mean barbed or spined devils? Spined. Ten. Eight. Sixteen. Well, it turns out the reason Scrapper wasn't playing so great is because staff was ready for a fight. You get to go first, but you're not holding a weapon right now. Yeah, but I sling my guitar over my back and I pull my rapier from a place I had it cleverly hidden on the cart right near me. And I say, be gone, you devils. And I charge the one on the left. You say there are three? There are two because one no, dragged the guy down away. Grab that dude and two landed in front of you. All right, stabbed one on the left. 
but I use my bonus action to do my College of the Road Bard trick I learned from a fighter. So I get an extra attack. Met myself a warrior, he was spry and he was quick. He gave to me this rapier and he taught me all its tricks. A powerful attack is the best kind of defense. And when I meet a foe, then they meet their bitter end. First attack hits armor class 22. That's a hit. I do 10 damage with my plus one rapier. Okay. Then I attack a second time. Armor class 20. That's a hit. Boom, max damage, 12 damage with my plus one rapier. Staff stabs the spine devil. The ground opens up in a fissure and flames lick all over it and it vanishes into the ground. Does anybody cheer? They're like uh, gasps of astonishment from the crowd. You now have all the eyes on you. Everyone it looks like around has all bowed down on their knees and is cowering in fear right now. Also gasping in astonishment. Gasping and cowering. Yep. I say, get him in the heart. That's the end of my turn. All right, which one of you two is next? I rolled a 10. I think you're up, Wendy. I am going to attack the closest one to me with my rapier. 14 to hit. Oh, I'm that's sorry. No, 17 to hit. <laughs> oh, uh, well, let me check. Uh, Yep, that's a hit. <laughs> 11 damage. And I aim for the heart. What are you hitting with? My rapier. Does it happen to be magical? Nope. Not that it matters. I, I'll inspire the big guy. Hey, you, you're pretty cool. And I think the world of you. So let's take a drink and give it a thing. This time your aim should be true. Hey, sick. Now that's really the end of my turn. All right, bass player. You mean Kevin? All right, Kevin. Uh, okay, I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers on that spiny bastard that's left. I'll whisper straight into your mind. What's that do? Um, I whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of my choice within range can hear. Racking it with terrible pain, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from you. The creature doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground such as a fire or a pit, even though that wouldn't be dangerous for it. On a successful save, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. A deafened creature automatically succeeds on the save. Considering the fact that they showed up when they heard us, I don't think that they are deaf. Okay. What's your save? 16. Roll your damage. 12. The spine devil shrieks and it flies straight up in the air 40 feet. Did I get an attack of opportunity or was it not close enough? Actually... You should check out this really cool ability it has called Flyby. It says, the devil doesn't provoke an opportunity attack when it flies out of the enemy's reach. Huh. Sick. Okay. So That's going to be no. my next player character. Then, the spine devil flicks its tail. 
and it fires spines at the big guy. Does a 13 hit you? No. The second time it flings its tail, it flings it a little too hard and it spins out. And it gets disoriented and it doesn't know where it is anymore. But it's still 40 feet in the air. Got way too overexcited. You say it's my turn? Yeah. I run back to the cart and I put my rapier down and I pick up my short bow and I shoot it with an arrow. Good luck. I hit armor class 18. That's a hit. This damn devil. Max damage. Nine damage with my mundane arrow. You fire your arrow, it hits it right in the neck. Its entire body bursts into flame and seems to slip through a fissure in space. Nice. The crowd bursts into a raucous cheer, but it's muffled when the ground begins to shake. Uh-oh. And everyone begins to cower again. Can we blend in? No, it's too late. I ask out loud what's happening. You hear a voice that isn't someone you've talked to yet. Now we're all dead. The meddling. No. An uprising will only be met with genocide. Whoa. The ground around you in three areas. Circles spawn with demonic symbols in them. They're not demonic. Devilish symbols in them. And they erupt into flames. And when the flames settle down, there are three barbed devils standing around you in a triangle or a three-pointed circle, if you will. Assuming you guys are all kind of standing near each other. But Staff ran back to the cart. Yeah, I'm back at the cart. Then you hear shrieks from the sky. And four more spine devils fly up from other houses. Four more? Is there seven? No, there are three barb devils and four spine devils. It's going to get real tricky with the barbs and the spines here. Does one of them look like they're in charge? One of them is adorned with a ton of jewelry. Man, I thought for sure it would like... Have a manager's name tag or something? You think a devil would wear a name tag? The only thing we know about devils is that they don't want you to know their name. Is one of them wearing a crown? Sure, a crown could be part of his jewelry. What's the difference between a crown and a tiara? Crowns go all the way around and they sit on your head. And tiaras have a gap in the back and they go on your like front of your brow. Okay. I made that up, so good luck. Seems reasonable to me. The one adorned in jewelry says... Fools, all must kneel before me. You must worship me or die. Your fealty is your only chance of survival. If we kneel before you, will you let us play a show and pay us a bunch of money? No, I'm not paying you money. All wealth belongs to me. But what if some of it belonged to us temporarily? Also, how do you guys feel about that? And I point to like gesture to the other devils. Yeah, like, that doesn't seem very equal. The other two barb devils are like, yeah, uh, I hate humans. Good thing we're not human. Yeah, geez. I Uh, wiped the fake sweat from my brow. They all look like humans to me. Well, I think you need to educate yourself, because there's a lot of beings that walk on two legs and have two arms and faces that are not humans. You all taste the same. Look at my cute fuzzy tail. Yeah, it probably will make me puke. Yeah, I think that cats get hairballs. That's a thing. Yeah. That's fair. Because the sight of your face, Ganthar, makes me want to puke. For the listener, since I haven't described Barb Devils yet, but since Dreamlancer has the pamphlet, they recognize them immediately. Barb Devils are these, like, lanky-looking lizard kind of dudes that have kind of troll faces and long tails, and they're just covered in barbs, which are not spines. They're barbs, okay? And they're clearly different because barbs 
have a hook on the end and they get stuck in you. Mm. I'm sure that's what the difference is. Don't worry about it. And then technically, because this is a new round of combat, let's roll initiative. Will Dreamlancer be subjugated? Is fealty their only option for survival? Will they have to stand in food lines forever? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.